Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. A Good Omen's Plot Pick, written by Spinner of Yarns and read by the author. Chapter Summary Aziraphale is cursed to feel cold. If only there was a demon who could help. Notes Chapter title is from Teotoriate, Let Us Cling Together, by Queen. Chapter 2 No one else could warm my heart as much as you. It was supposed to be just a routine assignment. Go there and there, bless this and this person, guide this and this person on the right path, kiss Gabriel's ass in the report, yada yada. Aziraphale sometimes wondered whether he should have let Crowley persuade him into the arrangement. It was unbecoming of an angel, but he was getting tired. It was damp and dirty and boring here. He liked his job, of course. He liked performing miracles, but upstairs never let him do the miracles he wanted to do. They didn't approve of him using miracles to heal, not unless the human was predestined for something. Like the other lives weren't worth as much, just because heaven didn't consider them important. As it was, he was quite prickly by the time he got to the market. He had to bless a mother to ensure her pregnancy would go smoothly, which was easy enough. He was under specific instructions not to bless anyone else, which was harder. He might have made a merchant redirect his gaze when a starving girl took bread from his stall, but that was a miracle, not a blessing. Next on the list was an old woman, selling herbs. Apparently she was involved with the forces of darkness, and he was to guide her to light. Or, if she wouldn't budge, dispose of her. Aziraphale was a soldier. There was no use in denying that. He fought in the First War, and countless others haven't sent him on besides. But that didn't mean he liked it. He's never liked hurting people, and killing someone just because her herbs allegedly had healing properties, which naturally meant she was in cahoots with the devil, was just not something Aziraphale was prepared to do. Not even because heaven asked. Although... They didn't ask, did they? Their sentences might have inflection at the end, have all the signs of a question. But is it really a question if answering it was forbidden? So he had to make her turn to the light. That proved harder than it seemed. It was going alright at first. They discussed the various flavors and combination of herbs in cooking. She even recommended an eatery to Aziraphale. But then he made the mistake of referring to certain practices as sinful. And it wasn't even that he believed it. Human ingenuity intrigued him, and anything that would curb pestilence influence was good in his book. It was only that time was proving that Heaven's books were completely different from his. Ah, so that's how it is. Well, you see... You think you can act all high and mighty and I'm not going to see right through you? Not all of us have his power at our fingertips. We have to make do. Aziraphale froze. How did she know? I, I know what you are, but that doesn't make you any better than me or anyone else here in this village. I haven't got a sliver of help from your lot my whole life, and now you come and tell me my ways. The ways that kept this village alive or you were of who knows where are sinful? Aziraphale wasn't sure how to respond. He hasn't gotten such a verbal lashing since Eve yelled at him after Eden, and he wasn't 
wasn't quite sure what to do. Centuries later, when Agnes Nether insults him despite being very much dead, he's going to be reminded of this moment. I'm just following my orders, he offered weakly. Your orders? Is that how it works up there these days? Do you just blindly follow what someone tells you without thinking why? Without consulting your morals? If that's what heaven is, I'd rather go to hell. And you, you're the one who's on the wrong path. You've a good heart deep down under all that crap, I can see that. But you'd rather listen to your orders than your heart. Until you see that sinners are worth just as much as you, until the fallen offers you shelter from the cold in their arms, you will never know warmth. And with that, she banished him far away. Well, he's lied in reports before, but this one is going to be something else. didn't think of the incident much, or tried not to, and Ajo getting his ass handed to him by an elderly witch. And it wasn't even that he disagreed with her, she was right. But following his heart had consequences. Humans say that God is merciful, but Aziraphale's never seen mercy in heaven. He had to pick his battles sometimes. So the months came and went, and Aziraphale tried to forget the witch's words. But then came the winter. Normally, Aziraphale didn't have problems with it. If he got chilly, he'd curl up under a blanket with a book and some tea, maybe even pop over the ocean for some chocolate. For some reason, no blankets were thick enough now. He held a steaming cup of tea in his hands and he still shivered. It wasn't until his teeth started chattering one particularly cold night that he had to admit what he was dreading. The witch cursed him. Her talk of cold wasn't just talk, she actually put a curse on him. On an angel. That shouldn't even be possible. And yet here he was, under three blankets, feeling cold like he's never felt before. He tried reading to put his mind off of it. Nothing seemed to help. Eventually, he decided to miracle himself to a warm land. It reminded him of the early days in the desert with Crowley by his side. Maybe it was that wishful thinking, or the witch's words about the fallen, or maybe Crowley just always knew where and when to find him, because one moment he was alone, and then he was not. Crowley, Aziraphale said, startled. What are you doing here? Can't I just be at the same place as you are, completely coincidentally? We are in the middle of nowhere, Crowley. I doubt this is an accident. Crowley shrugged. They weren't particularly worried about having an excuse, it seemed. So what are you doing here in the middle of nowhere? Not exactly your scene. Haven't sent you? No, no, nothing like that. I simply need a, a change of scenery. Crowley raised their eyebrows. They clearly didn't believe him. He couldn't blame them. He was lying, after all. Despite his effort, he couldn't suppress a shiver. Even here, he was still freezing. You okay? Crowley asked. Yes, yes, just a bit. Chilly. They stared at him for a moment before replying. It's scorching here, Angel. And I would know I'm cold-blooded. It was. Crowley was sweating in their typical all-black outfit, despite their demonic and serpentine nature. As fell sighed. He shouldn't have said anything. Well, maybe to you it is, he retorted petulantly. 
We are not the same. We're literally of the same stock. Aziraphale wanted to argue, but his teeth chattering got in the way. Curly stepped closer, looking concerned. Aziraphale? Are you okay? Tickety-boo, he whispered. Despite not feeling it, nearly toppling over. Crowley caught him, trying to steady him. As soon as he felt steady enough, Aziraphale stepped away, mourning the contact as he went. Tickety-boo my ass. What's really going on? They hesitated before continuing. I'm worried. That made Aziraphale pause. He didn't think... He just didn't think Crowley cared that much. He could see they valued him as a drinking companion, if nothing else, but did they really care enough to worry about him? A part of him, a part of him he really should try more to suppress, was touched. He shouldn't be. Crowley was the enemy. Crowley was fallen. Crowley was fallen. If Crowley offered him shelter, he would be warm again. He knew immediately that he couldn't do that. He couldn't do that to Crowley. Crowley meant too much to him for that, as much as he tried to pretend that they didn't. He cared about them, and he couldn't just use them for his own benefit. It's... I can take care of it myself. Thank you for your concern. The words were kind, but the tone was bristle. Are you sure? It just doesn't seem like a normal occurrence. Is that a normal occurrence for an angel? Because I've never heard about it. Just because it isn't an ordinary occurrence doesn't mean I cannot deal with it. I didn't say that. I am only saying you don't have to deal with it alone. But he had to. He couldn't just drag Crowley into this. Crowley could get hurt. Aziraphale couldn't risk that. Angel, please. I just want to help. I wouldn't do anything you're uncomfortable with. Just... Be honest with me, please. Crowley's eyes were too sincere for a demon. Aziraphale didn't even notice when they took their glasses off, but they weren't wearing them now. Their eyes were bare for the world to see and full of concern and worry and love. All right, I'll tell you. He took a deep breath. I got cursed. You what? I got cursed, all right? There's no need to discuss it further. How is that even possible? You're an angel! Yes, I do think we've established that by now. He snapped. Of course Crowley would find this the perfect time to poke fun. So what, someone cursed you to be cold? That is pretty much what happened, yes. Can I help? No. You sure? Crowley said, clearly noticing his hesitation. As Raphael looked away. She said I would be cold until a fallen offered me shelter in their arms. Curly opened their arms so fast they couldn't have possibly thought about it. You think I would let you freeze? Angel, you offend me. I can't ask that of you. You're not asking. I'm offering. Aziraphale stared at them. They couldn't mean it. They couldn't want to touch him, hold him. They were just being nice. Angel, they whispered. Aziraphale threw his concerns to the wind and fell into their embrace. They ran hot. He supposed it was to be expected in the desert. Still, 
He didn't expect to feel so much warmth inside and out. It was blasphemous, and Crowley wouldn't want to hear it, but it reminded him a bit of being creative. That moment between nothing and existence when the light of the Almighty enveloped him. Aziraphale wiggled a little, dragging his arms from where they were trapped against Crowley's chest to wrap them around their waist, trying to burrow further into Crowley's warmth. See? they said. Isn't this better? It was, oh, it was, but it shouldn't be. Crowley didn't want to touch him. They just didn't want to see him suffer. He had no right to make them touch him for longer than necessary. But, oh, he's been so cold, even before the curse. Heaven's grown so cold over the years. It was his home, and yet he couldn't bear to be in there. And to be in Crowley's arms, something he's wanted for so, so long, it brought him that exquisite warmth once again. It made him feel like he was home. But he wasn't home. He was an angel, and Crowley was a demon. They couldn't be each other's home. Crowley didn't even want that. Aziraphale moved away abruptly, and Colt followed him. It wasn't like before, the curse was broken, but he was alone again. I... Thank you, he whispered. Crowley seemed confused, maybe a bit disappointed. Aziraphale couldn't tell, as he wasn't used to seeing them without their sunglasses. It made sense for Crowley to be disappointed, though. Who would want to touch him? Don't thank me, Angel. Right. Well. Crowley smoothed their hair and put their sunglasses on. Happy to be of assistance, Aziraphale went. He didn't want this to be like the arrangement Crowley offered him. Just an exchange of favors that never meant anything. But what he wanted didn't matter. This was all he got. He'd better come at the embrace to his memory. Something to keep him warm on winter nights because he knew this was a one-time-only experience. End of chapter two. Thank you for listening.